Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do? Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. What if payment looked this good? And your tips looked even better. Better yet, what if you could do it all by phone? Norm, payment by text for small businesses. Barbers, stylists, massage therapists, facialists, you name it. Available now for everyone on Schedulicity. Norm, the modern way to pay. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tone. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Man, we're here live, live, live. I'd love to say that. We haven't been able to say live, live, live in like 18 months, man. But we're live at a hair show, and we're, uh, we uh, we get to do this again. Dude, slapping fives and giving hugs, man. It's It's been a long time, and our industry needs this. Yeah, they, def- they definitely need a live event. Um, before we go any further, thank you, ABS. Thank you, ABS, for bringing us in. Thank you, ABS, for giving us this unbelievably beautiful uh, room that they gave yeah. us and with the, with, with the great views and the big window and, and all that stuff, man. Yeah, thank you so much, ABS. And, uh, man, it's just, you know, it, it's just nice to, to see how everybody's just responding and the energy and the, just, you know, the positive feedback just being live again. It's amazing. I mean, you brought it up earlier, like... The hugs feel the hugs feel a little extra special now. You yeah, know, the hugs a feel a little tighter, little tighter, and a little, well, or in my case, maybe a lot longer. You know, people have right. to actually push me off and be like, "Dude, enough hugging, man. We're right. all good." You know, but but yeah, man, it's just it's just really really nice to be back and and, and to be able to do these uh, to to do these live and it's it's interesting because when we do these things live, man, it's just a different energy. Oh, hundred percent. We've talked about on in previous podcasts that you know. Doing it over Zoom, it's a great conversation, but you don't have the emotional or the or the just the awareness of body language and stuff. So you yeah. know you, you miss that energy. Yeah, you definitely do. What 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 do we call it? Zoom numb. We kind of got Zoom numb to it, exactly. you know. And now, like now that we're back and doing it live, man, it's like it's legit. Yeah, you know. So here's what's really cool about doing these live events is that we get to reach people that we didn't know that we could reach or we get to bring people on the podcast that, um, that weren't necessarily like we'd had contact with before. So, you know, we, uh, we've been watching this dude for a few years and he's a lot to watch. Um, and we're just really happy, man, to bring, to be able to bring him on the podcast today. Yeah. This dude's a tank and you slap fives with him and hurt your hand and, uh, if yeah. squeeze you, <laughs> you know, you got to catch your breath. But, I know, man. This dude's, he, I mean, as even though he's a barber, even though he's a barber? No, no, not, no, not that. I said, even though he's a barber, his message is for everybody. Absolutely. Word. There we go, man. You know what I mean? So he, I mean, this dude's an inspiration for not just barbers. It's for everybody. Yes, C- completely, man. So, um, I mean, we can talk about this or talk about them all so you're day. You're a true but- media guy, right? You want to cut my words off and then <laughs> try, try to portray it something else. <laughs> You really gotten good at this, man. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, that's what I don't want to be good at. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to be good at. That's not what I want to get good at. 
But I mean, you know, I was just trying to protect you. Right. No, I wasn't. Because if he came over the table, I'm I'm getting out of the way, bro. I'm getting out of the way too. <laughs> Touche, man. So um, so today our uh, our guest is Danny. Um, oh crap! <laughs> I got him. Every time, time man. <laughs> Did I tell you? Amori. Amorim. Amorim. There you go. Our, <laughs> Danny so, Amorim. I'm sorry. That's okay, man. We're okay. <laughs> Well, we're okay as long as Danny stays on that side of the table. Uh, Danny Amorum, and he, um, you can follow him on Instagram. It's Success Addict, which, by the way, like if you break that down, is like the greatest name, uh, Instagram name ever. Yeah, if, if there's anything you want to be addicted to, it's success, that, that's right? it. That's it. That's it, man. That's awesome. So be a so be a success junkie. That I guess, right? There, you go. <laughs> there we go, Danny. Man, welcome to uh, welcome to your day off. Thank you. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Thank you. Sorry for messing your name up. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was waiting for him to come over the table. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the easiest. <laughs> uh, it's, but it's not that hard, right? It's just like you get in your own head about it. I think. Yeah, hundred percent. Or you, you make you nervous. Or your friend does. <laughs> <laughs> or your friend gets in your head about the name. <laughs> That's the worst. Hey, Danny, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I grew up, I was born in PA. I moved to Jersey when I was three, and I was pretty much raised in Jersey all my life. I've been in Jersey since 83. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's for a minute then. I'm older than you guys think. (laughs) <laughs> so, 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 so are we yeah. so all the grays are real on this table <laughs> yeah, you no, no, no silver bleach out to this day no nah, right? not at all it should be falling out <laughs> <laughs> right yeah we got you by a decade <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right I'm right there behind you yeah, that's it man that's really cool so um so like how'd you find the industry where did your story start how did uh how'd you how'd you find us hair people oh well Backstory, started cutting hair in the basement, 94, 14 years old, you know, just because I needed a fucking haircut. I was tired of tucking my hair in my hat. Uh, started cutting neighbors, like people that I knew just for fun, turned into they wanted it now. So now the fun turned into, oh, you got to give me at least five bucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk about this in my classes all the time. One thing I've never been is lazy. Uh, unfortunately, I lost my dad when I was 15, February 95. I started working June of 95, 15 years old. So I've always kept a job. I worked in warehouses, McDonald's, diners, you name it, I did it. Landscaping, construction, warehouses. Like, I kept a job. I just never found my niche, you know? But I kept cutting hair throughout the whole thing, thinking it was just a hobby. It was fun. I drew. I do art. I could draw. I do graffiti, legally, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Now. That's what kind of was, like, the first start of, you know, it's an art, bro. And make a long story short, graduated high school, June of 98, had a bunch of bullshit jobs. My barber was about to open up a shop. Like, you know what? Let me give this shit a shot, man. And I didn't think it would take me where I am today, bro. Everything in my life just kind of happened, you know, between being behind the chair and then becoming a shop owner, then becoming an educator, then becoming an educational director, then platform artist. And, bro, I'm here at ABS on my own dime. No company behind me, no brand behind me. ABS subbed me out to come here. And for me, all these years later, bro, that's a pretty big deal. Like, if you go on the barber stage right now, every person that was on the barber stage has a brand next to him. I'm the only one without one because I am the brand, bro. You are the brand. You know what I mean? These brands helped me get here, but I created my own brand. So it's a blessing just to have all these things happen organically, man. It just happened. I mean, that's really interesting kind of how you've been able to do that, right? Because it's so difficult to create your own brand within another brand and like it's hard to get here even with another brand let alone to be your own brand but the problem is people don't understand the step ladder to get there you know like people want to be the brand immediately it don't work like that bro you know you got it's like owning a shop you can't 
own a shop until you work in a shop. You have to start from the bottom, work in a shop, build the clientele, build enough clientele that you can finally open your own shop without needing barbers. And I say this in my, in my uh, classes all the time. This December makes 20 years I've been in business. I opened up my first shop, but I've been cutting hair this month, 23 years behind the chair because I started September of 98. And I've never put a help wanted sign in my window because I don't need no goddamn help. I got opportunities available for everyone to make a lot of money and build a great lifestyle for their family and their kids and themselves. But I don't never need nobody's help, bro. I've been able to sustain any business I've ever had by myself with my clientele. So when you have that power and that energy, can't nobody take advantage of you, bro. And there's a lot of people that want to open up shops and salons that don't cut hair. Guess what? They take advantage of you because you know you need them. If Where? I didn't cut hair and I just opened up at 9 a.m. and I don't got no barbers, what do I tell the clients walking in? They got to wait for these lazy bums to show up? <laughs> no, nah, come on, bro. Have a seat. I'm going to do it. But how did you get How did you get that will? I mean, that's that's a strong will. Not everybody has that will. Do you, can you teach that will? Or you can't it- teach that will. It's kind of got to be in you, bro. And it's like I said, it's, it's, it's the lifestyle you live. If you were spoon-fed and everything came to you, that's what you're accustomed to, bro. I lost one of the biggest parts of my life when I was 15, bro. So that shit made me earn it. You know what I mean? I'm the man I am today from losing my dad at 95. I was the youngest of three. I saw my mom struggling, and as soon as I could get a job, I got a job. I never needed a dollar from my mother ever again. Ma, keep whatever you got, whatever you make. That helps pay the overhead. I got my own job now. You don't ever got to buy me nothing ever again. So I've been taking care of myself since I was 15, bro. Mm. Lived on my own since I was 21. Had my son when I was 23. My daughter when I was 25. Opened up my first shop when I was 21. Like, I started real young, bro. So I'm 41 now. My son's about to be 18 next month. My daughter will be 16 in two months. And trust me, I'm going to be retired in Miami in like three years, bro. I'm not <laughs> playing around at all. Before I'm 45. That's my goal. 45? Before 45. Knock it in, man. Knock yeah, it in. I'm sorry, I'm pounding on that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but hold on. Hold on, Danny. Slow the fuck down for a sec. Dude, you're not the type that's going to retire at 45. I can't say I'm going to retire, but I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to be behind my chair five, six days a week. Like, I'm going to work because I want to, not because I need to. You know, right. that's yeah, called yeah, wealth, yeah. bro. Yeah. When you build a wealthy life, you work, you do it because you, you want to, not because you need to. This pandemic showed a lot of people that they needed to. I had barbers that spend all their fucking money, and then week one, they had to start cutting in their kitchen because they couldn't have enough finances saved to stand a week, bro. Right. You can't stand a week without making money. I was good two months coasting. Right. I only started cutting because my clients begged me, D, it's been two months, bro, please. <laughs> like, no, you know, and I converted my garage into a barbershop for them. But my prices were high, bro, and they paid it. I would only right. cut like four or five people a day, not because I needed to, because I wanted to. I didn't need to, you know? And when you have that power, that control, there's, that's like I said, that's wealth, bro. People could be as rich as they want. But rich is just money. Wealth is a lifestyle you live, bro. I do what I want, when I want, however I want. So at 43, 44, I'm going to cut hair just because I want to, not because I need to. I just need play money to eat and chill, bro. <laughs> right. did, you, did you have that in mind when you started? Hell no. Everything happened in my life, bro. Everything. And right now I'm in a great place in my life. So now I'm setting another goal. Like I set goals all the time, bro. I set quotas all the time. And I know how to save money, man. I'm not dumb. Right. That's a big part, So bro. when you hit that goal, now it's time to make a new another goal. One, right? 100%. Yeah. So, all right, I'm 21. I'm just getting into the industry. I mean, what's the advice to be like, are you advising people how to retire by 45, how to retire by 50? Like, I can, I can. But one thing I'm going to do is it's a stepladder. Once again, first thing I'm going to teach you is how to be at work on time, bro. Just because you a barber don't mean you can show up whenever you want, however you want, bro. Respect the damn job, bro. If you worked at Walmart, you worked at McDonald's, you got to be there at nine o'clock. You got to be there at nine o'clock. Show up at nine o'five. They send you home, bro. They write you up. 
but you work in a barbershop and it's okay for you to stroll in at 9.20, 9.30, fucking 12 o'clock, huh? Bro, I already made a couple hundred dollars by the time you walk in at 12 o'clock, bro. Right. You will never retire at 45 with that mindset. This right. is your career, bro. I'm not just a barber, and that's the problem. People belittle our occupations and our careers because of guys that run their businesses like that. I don't. I never did, bro. I'm the first one in and never the last one out because mm. I have business hours. Work until 10, 11. I'm not cutting nobody's hair at 2 in the morning, bro. You need to do that. I don't need to do that. I refuse to do that. I got work hours, bro. 9 to 6, 10 to 6. That's it. I'm in, I'm out. Right. It's a job, bro, but respect that job. I'm not late. My clients aren't late. I don't call out. They don't call out. You have to call out 24 hours in advance. If not, you're paying me full price, bro. And if I don't show up, I'm giving you a free haircut. I've never given a free haircut because I always show up. <laughs> wow. You can't I, teach that, bro. You can't. No. But if you're around somebody that does that, you kind of can. But certain people gravitate to it, certain people don't. But Danny, that's about culture, right? I mean, like you're creating the culture that you're creating the culture where this isn't acceptable, or this is. What is it? What you ignore is what you accept, or something like 100%. that. You know, so so by you creating that culture, then you are teaching that without having to teach it. But once again, it's I, don't, I shouldn't have to scold you to teach it. You're watching it, bro. I'm right. here in front of you no, no, every no, right. day. Sure. Like, and literally what I would do to my barbers all the time. End of the day, I grab my phone, grab my calculator, and put a number of what I made at the end of the day. I'm like, boom. <laughs> They're like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Today. And I'm going to come back tomorrow and beat that. You didn't make this all week, bro. I made this today. Right. And I'm going to collect your money on Saturday. <laughs> See all this that's coming in? But you're watching me. Did I take a break today? Was I on the phone? Was I bullshitting? Did I go smoke three, four, five times? No, right. bro. I was in here pumping all day. That's why I made this number today, bro. And I've been behind my chair 23 years, and I still do those numbers, bro. With everything else on top. <laughs> right. I get it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get it all. Like certain guys, like even this weekend, it's a pretty good hit that I got this weekend. I'm working for Andis ABS, and I'm going straight to San Antonio right after this to do a Sport Clips event for Gibbs. So I'm working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm making more than certain people making a month in five, in, six in days. Weekend. But I'll be back in the shop Wednesday. Is, I'm not taking the rest of the week off. You guys would take the week off, man. That's it. I want all that. I'll be back Wednesday, bro. You got to do it if you're going to retire at 45. Exactly, my man. Just going to be there, bro. <laughs> right. then, but then you'll be, you'll be in Austin next week, too. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I'll yeah. be in Jacksonville the week after, and I'll be in Austin again the week after. Whoa. Mm, I'm playing, bro. No. More rings I pick up, homie. <laughs> I dig it, man. Man, yeah, I'm already I'm already in awe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No doubt. And that's a smidget, bro. Right. <laughs> so so when so when people come and see you in a classroom, what what are you teaching? What are you talking about? What are you um, Well, today I had a stage class and it was a barbering class. So I'll teach people the fundamentals of barbering, how important it is to systematic, being efficient and being able to execute. You know, I could literally service three people an hour if I want to, but I stopped doing that because I don't want to do that. I don't like cutting three people an hour. I do too. Or one mm -hmm. every 40 minutes. But I created price points where I'm still making more than what I was making. Cutting three people an hour for a smaller amount and charging more, cutting less and making more. So it makes sense. But uh, right after that, I had an RUS Success Addict class. And this is something I created uh, maybe two years ago. Uh, we had, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Exotics Hair Battle Tour. Me and a real good friend of mine became my partner, uh, Curtis Smith. Mm -hmm. We created the Exotics Hair Battle Tour. It was a barber and sneaker battle we did all over the country. It's the longest running statewide barber battle ever in history. We had 91 cities in seven years. I've hosted wow. more bar barber battles than anybody in this industry. Nobody's hosted more barber battles than me. Because those are 91 that I did just with the tour. I count on every other barber battle I've hosted. Oh. Everywhere else. 
So that created a platform for certain things. And before the battle, we would have a four to six hour seminar in the morning. And in the seminar, I started cutting hair and teaching the seminar. And I told Kurt, I said, bro, we have so many people cutting hair. Let me do a different class. Let me do a business class, bro. And he's like, go ahead, knock yourself out. So I started doing business classes, motivational classes, and just telling my story. And it inspired so many people. It ignited a whole different monster in me, bro. And I saw I had another asset to what I got going on. So it made me get into business classes. It made me start doing motivational speaking. And then I linked up with Cosmoprov. I was doing a bunch of shows with Anderson Gibbs for years with Cosmoprov. They asked me to be on a panel one time for business with all their Cosmoprov team. And the response I got was insane. Cosmoprov reached out to me like, hey, would you mind doing a class like this with us next year? Hell yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So they subbed me out. And I was doing Are You a Success Addict business classes last two years for Cosmoprov. I never pack a clipper. Didn't need to, bro. I'm in there just talking that talk. But the shit is real because I lived it. And I still live right. it. And I just had a packed class right now. I had over 100 people in the class. And just walking here, I had 10 people stop me. Like, yo, that class was. And that's more value than any dollar will ever give me, bro. So I touch different places and different stages for different things. And it helps with everything that I do. From hosting barber battles and being on barber stages and doing motivational speaking. It's like I, I'm a chameleon. So no matter where I go or what stage I touch, you're getting a little bit of everything. No right, matter what. Because right, right. it's in me, you know? Wow. So it's just, I know how to control the crowd. I know how to captivate. I know how to talk. I know how to look at you in your face and talk to you. You know, you got a lot Stop, of guys. Stop, you're intimidating me, bro. That's the problem. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of so-called educators and public speakers that can't do that, bro. They can't right. look you in the face. They can't yeah. talk to you. They're umming the whole time. They got their back turning you, bro. Nobody's going to embrace you. Nobody's going to respond to you the properly way, bro. You got to engage with people. And it's something I never had, but it's something that I grew into, bro. It just kind of happened. Right. Part of me is a, it's a gift, bro. So when you I'm did when you, in that first business class that you did and people came up to you and said, man, you know, how, how much you impact them. I mean, what's that feeling? Does oh, it's, it's unexplainable. Like even right now, I haven't done this in a year and a half, bro. And for them to ask me to do this, and I literally hopped off the barber stage and ran upstairs and got my PowerPoint together, let's rock and roll. And there were a few people in the class, and the show's been a little up and down, so I was a little like, I'm very curious how this class is going to turn out. And I feed off people. Sure. The more people, the bigger the crowd, the harder I go. Mm -hmm. I don't like small classes. I don't like empty rooms, bro. You're not going to get the real success out of it. I had a packed room. I had good energy, and everybody was in there captivated. Nobody walks out of my class ever, bro. Ever. Nobody's on their phone unless they're taking a picture or listening, recording. But nobody moves, bro. And I make sure of that because I, I control it. You know what I mean? And I engage with every person in that room, bro. And it works. And I like it. I love it. It's dope. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So what are, so if we, if, you know, if we see you at a show or something and, and you're doing a class, what are the pillars of like the business, that you, the business class that you're teaching? Well, the business class that I'm teaching, it's actually called Are You a Success Static? I'm in the process of writing a book and it's 10 PowerPoints of what I know and what I know needs to be a, a success addict. So these are 10 things that you need to instill in your daily agenda, bro. It works for me and it works for a lot of people. It's not for everybody, but it's proof that it works. You know, so I'm going to make a small book you can put in your pocket, you can carry it with yourself every day. And like I said, all 10 PowerPoints not, might, might not be for you, but four or five will, mm -hmm. six or seven will. And sometimes you need a reminder, grab that shit out of your pocket, read it, and get back to it. Because a lot of people in my class, they all have heard it before. They all know it. But sometimes they just need a little reminder. Sure. You know, and they don't listen to me. They hear me, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah, hear that's me. Dope, so I, I think what's cool is that, you know, even – Sometimes it only, only takes one to change your, your whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you can pull out two, three, four, five, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to change your business. It's going to change your, your life and, and your trajectory of where you're going. 100%. That's all right, man.
You know, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's even. I mean, you know, Dan was saying like, you know, even if it's a couple or, or you've heard it a hundred times, like whenever you listen to like motivational speakers or you read like self help books or whatever, it, there's there's usually nothing in there that's that's like, oh, I never heard that before. But it's just like about like to remind. Oh, a reminder to get my shit together again. And if you keep hearing it over and over and over from different people and the shit worked for them. Uh, it might work for you, bro. <laughs> right? Apply it. Don't just keep right. reading it and not apply it. You know what I mean? And that's the problem, bro. People read things, they listen to things that don't apply it. You right. have to be responsible for your actions, bro. Write them shits down. So then if you don't check it off, then there's something wrong with that. I tell people all the times, I write goals, my to-do list, everything. And there's nothing better than having a to-do list and getting to that last to-do. Yes, shit's done. Done. You know what you got? Time for you now. The problem is when you don't do that, bro, you don't have your you time because you're chasing your time to try to finish all that shit. And then you don't even do half of it. You wake up 2 o'clock in the morning like, damn, I forgot to send that email. Damn, I forgot to make that phone call. That's a goal, bro. That doesn't have to be, I got to go run a marathon. No, a goal is getting shit done. It's a to-do list, bro. And when I do it all, by the end of the day, it feels accomplishing. And then I can do what the fuck I want. I love what you said about, you know, you're chasing yourself, you know? Sure. Instead of like planning for yourself. That's what you're doing. You're not planning, bro. No plan is you're planning to fail. And if you get it done on a, on a, on a schedule, like you said, get it done. Yeah. You said you say, you get, now you have your me time. time. Me time. You, that's me time. time is very important. That's time that you can make more money. A thousand. Or do anything, bro. Right. Anything. Sometimes it's not even just about money. Like I talk about that in my success out of, clu- uh, success out of classes too, where success isn't just money to me. Money is one of the accolades to success, so you could do what you want when you want, but it ain't success to me. Like, certain people, money is, but in my opinion, it ain't. Certain people, awards are, but for me, it ain't. Certain people, accolades are. For me, it ain't. For me, it's happiness, bro. I want to be happy, bro. I ain't happy. I ain't successful, bro. I don't care how much money I got. I don't care how much shit I own. I don't care how much stuff I could buy. That's empty happiness, bro. People go out and buy brand new cars because they're miserable about something else, but that car not going to make you happy, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I love my kids. I love my life. I'm comfortable. I'm healthy. I do what I want when I want, bro. Like, that's 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 success, bro. Like, but that it, money ain't it, but I got money to go. With it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it helps. <laughs> money is something, but money isn't value. Yeah, no, no. Right, right? Like, it's like, a piece like, of paper, Life bro. is value. I, I, I listened to a motivational speaker one time. He said, money is never yours. Money will never be yours. If I give you $10,000 right now, hold it for 10 years. What you got? $10,000. Hold it till you die. What you gonna do? You gotta give it to somebody. It's never yours, bro. Take that 10,000, do some shit with it. Turn it to 20, turn it to 30, turn it to 40. But all you do is hold it because we were raised, hold it, hold it, hold it. Your parents got a lot of money saved, but they don't own shit, bro. I saved a lot of money, but when I needed to buy something, I had it, I put it up, I bought it. Like years ago, I bought my mom a house. One of the best shits I ever did, bro. Huge accolade. I'm the youngest of three. I bought her the crib. No help from my mother, no help from my brother. I bought it. She lives three blocks from me. And I had a whole lot of money in the bank account and it was nice to look at, you know, it's like a big healthy pillow. And I wrote out that check to pay for that house, bro. And it hurt seeing all that money go out of my account, bro. I was miserable. And a lady that I was dealing with at the time was like, D, just look at it. It went from one account to another. Like you're not losing the money. That house tripled in value in the last five years, bro. I flipped my money three times. So I'm not going to say the amount of money because Uncle right. Sam might be listening, but it was a whole lot of money that I had to let go, bro, that I earned, that I made. But like I said, it's a whole nother bank account and it tripled in five years, bro. So scared money don't make money. So you're going to keep holding it. It's never going to turn into nothing, bro. So invest it and do what you need to do with it and it'll turn into something. Now my kids got property that they could, you know what I mean, live off. I just paid off my commercial building where my barbershop's at, bro. 
I paid off my mom's house last year too. I bought it five years ago and paid it off five years, bro. How many oh. people could do that shit? Oh. I did it, bro. But I work hard. And all these trips I take, all these shows I attend, that money don't buy me a Rolex. Like, I'm not, I like nice things too. I buy shit, but I save, I pay, I buy, then I treat. All right, let's break it down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> we could, um, we could, <laughs> we're about 45 <laughs> minutes. We could go right. hours, bro. No, 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 There's no, no, a whole no, lot of shit to talk no, about, my but, man. Right, 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 right. But, 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 but <laughs> where's the value? Here, let's back up. Back up, back up. Do you have a discipline to say, if I make $1,000, X amount is going into savings, X amount is going to Uncle Sam, even though you don't like that guy? You know, Uncle Sam's coming to get his regardless of whether you like him or not. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like, like do you have a discipline? Do you have a list Hell to say, yeah, like, I do. That, that, that I'm going to cut? So how much are you putting away? Everything I can. If I'm in the barbershop, I've been doing this forever, bro. If I make $312, when I go home, $300 goes into a bin, $12 goes in my pocket. I leave the house with $12 the next day, not $312. If I made $555, I might put $550 away and keep $5 in my pocket. Why is that? So I don't spend it. You got it, you spend it, bro. Guess what? If you got $15, you're not buying a $20 lunch. You're not going to buy a beer. You're not going to buy anything you don't need. You're going to buy what you need because that's all you got. You discipline yourself. You got 500 bucks, you're going to buy sneakers, you're going to buy clothes, you're going to buy a drink, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, mm -hmm. but I'll make it back tomorrow. I, stupid, do that every day. That's why 20 years later, you're still trying to chase your money, bro. I don't chase my money, and I still live like that to this day. I go to work, I make X amount of dollars, only a certain amount goes in my pocket, not all of it. Unless I'm traveling, all right, there's a certain amount I bring with me just in case, and there's a certain amount I bring with me that I can spend. But I discipline myself, and this year I started something different. I save every $150 bill. Everyone. Yeah. Every time I get one, I don't, uh, there's two different savings accounts. 100 goes there, 50 goes there, 20s and everything comes here, and everything I make outside of the shop goes directly into my savings account. I saved so much money this year, let alone the last 20, bro. Because I have that goal. And I'm not playing, bro. I'm going to reach that shit. So is this what you teach in your classes? Some of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> we got an exclusive. We got an exclusive. This is super exclusive because I can't tell it all in an hour. I'm telling you right now, bro. I got too much info for an hour, bro. Like, this shit is real life, man. I live it. I'm proof pudding, bro. Like, I'm mm. not sitting here sugarcoating shit. Like, this is real life, bro. And I've done it. I'm proof I can do it. I'm, a, I'm a, just a barber. All right. Right. And you definitely got to find time to be working out. because Every morning, bro. That's part of my success addict. One of my PowerPoints is every successful person does something active every single morning. If not, I wouldn't give you this much energy. I wouldn't be this much like, ah. Like, I'm like this all the time, bro. And when I'm not, I'm a little scared. No, no need to be, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no need to be. I don't hurt nobody unless it's need to be, bro. You know? well, I'm just trying to stay, shit, I'm staying away from you, need but, to be. But, unless you mess his name up. That's, that's part of being healthy, bro. And at the end of the day, ain't nobody going to bother me ever, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no matter yeah. where I go, nobody bothers me, bro. And not even nobody bothers me. These young boys can't run around the block faster than me. They can't stand longer than me. They can't work harder than me. They don't have the work ethic I got because they're not active. There's no way if you're getting up at like nine o'clock, like last night, I was in the, uh, the lobby with the guy from Modern Salon till one o'clock in the morning, bro. I got up this morning at 6.30, still jumped on a treadmill for 45 minutes. Did I want to? No, but I did it because I knew I needed energy. I got a main stage at 11. I got a success at a class at 12.30. I got this, and then I got to jump back in the airport. I sleep on the plane, bro. I'll be fine. But right. I got to get this done. And every successful person does something, bro. Jogging, swimming, basketball, whatever. Just find what you like and do it. 
And it's not about just for your physique, bro. It's my mind, my heart, my body, my energy, my, my aura. It's everything. The days I don't go, people can tell. D, what's wrong with you today? I didn't work out this morning. For real? I'm very different when I don't. I'm groggy. I'm cranky. I'm lazy. I'm tired. I don't want to do nothing, bro. I'm glad he worked out today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, bro. It's important. Hey, Danny, like can we kind of go over, like, you keep talking about these 10 points, these 10 PowerPoints. Can we kind of go over one by one of those and what, and, and what we can learn from them? I don't want to give them all that. They're going to have to follow me and wait for that book to come out to really get all of that, you know? But I can give you some of them, man. So, so be active. So number one is people do something active every single morning. Another one is set goals daily and write them shits down, bro. People set f f limitless goals but never write them down and never reach them. Three years later, like, damn, I was supposed to do this. Sound good. Right. <laughs> I just ran into a lady right now. She was like, man, I had a goal that I was supposed to open up my salon after 10 years. I was working in another person's salon for 17. So you wasted seven years. Right. Lost seven years of your life because you didn't write that goal down and you just let time pass. You got comfortable. And then she left, and now she's ready to open up a mobile place. Like, I'm okay with the mobile, you know, but people are losing the, the fact of being in a salon and being a barbershop is more powerful than all these people trying to be independent contractors, man. These salon suites, these mobile barbershops, the this, the that, you're destroying the aura of what a walk-in barbershop was, what being around eight people was, what feeding. Like, I built clientele off working around a bunch of lazy people, bro. Working around a bunch of irresponsible barbers. But now you got your little salon suite. You don't got that. You're not right. working with nobody. You don't have none of that around you. So you really got to build yourself by yourself. Can you do that? Are you ready for that? And how long that shit going to last? Mm. Because I had guys leave me, think they could do it. And I just said it in my class. And I've never said this in public, but people going to hear it. It just dawned on me literally two weeks ago. Since 2005, my second location, I had at least six groups of barbers leave me. Six, and it happens to everybody, you know, but the six times it was at least two together. So they both partnered and they always end up taking one, two or three more. None of them are still open. None. All six have closed their doors and they're all trying to do other shit. One guy's driving a truck. Another guy's wearing a suite. This guy's doing that. He's doing house calls. My door's still open, bro. I'm cutting those clients that can't find them now. Right. Come on, man. Like, for what? To say you're your own boss on Instagram? So you won't pay a rent in a shop that's paying for your flyers, paying to wash your towels, paying for your capes, paying for this, paying for that. I'm supplying you the marketing, bro. I've been open for 20 years. When people say Clippers, they know us. But now when you go open up Joe Schmo's Salon Suite, good luck, bro. You got to pay for all that. You got to cover all that. So you went from giving me $1,000 a month to paying that guy $1,400 a month, not counting on your expenses. So your overhead just doubled. Right. How the hell that makes sense? You're making less because you're independent. I've been independent since I was 21, bro. And I was paying rent when I was 21 in a barber shop for 600 bucks. I bought a spot in 650 and hired a barber. He was giving me 600. I made money day one, bro. I ain't never put a dollar towards my business. The purpose of leaving the shop you're working at, build your clientele, move on, open up a space, hire barbers. They pay you. What the hell happened to this circle of life, bro? Nobody does that anymore. Now I'm going out on my own and creating this salon suite so I could charge more and cut less and make less and have a bigger overhead. Shit don't make no sense to me, bro. It's gonna, not going to last long at all. But it's sad because shop owners are hurting from it. And like I said, I'm comfortable, bro. My building's paid for. So my shop is my own salon suite already. Right. And I'm rent free, bro. But the problem is you're going to chase your tail forever. Because if your rent is $1,400, it's never going down, bro. 
What you gonna do in five years when it's 1,700? What you gonna do in 10 years when it's 2,000? So your overhead's getting higher and higher and higher, and you can only go up in prices so much, bro, until you start losing these people, you know? So, but now when you're building a business that you can actually hire barbers and rent chairs and put them on commission, then you can no, long, no longer have to supply having to cover the overhead, bro. But people don't think numbers or think long-term. Right. I do. I don't sign five-year leases, bro, 10 or plus. So if you're 25, you sign a five-year lease, what are you going to do when you're 30? You're going to let that landlord double your rent? Because when it comes to commercial leases, there's no stipulation of they can only go up 4%. They can do what the fuck they want. So if your rent was 1500 and your business is boom, she's going up to 25. You can't say no. If you say no, guess what? Pack your shit and get out. Go find another place. So now you got to relocate. Right. Tell all your barbers, you got a new address. Got to revamp another place. Got to invest. Like, I just spent $15,000 on my floors. I'm not leaving. Are you crazy? Right. But people don't think long term, bro. They don't think the long haul. It's about right here, right now, and whatever the hell I could show on Instagram. That shit ain't real, bro. Mm. I'm telling you, man, this is real talk, bro. Oh. We're in church, right? Yeah, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday bro. It's, it is Sunday. It's Sunday, bro. <laughs> church of the success. Pastor, addict. pastor addict, right? Pastor, pastor addict. <laughs> I get. All right, give us one more. He got to look at his list. I said a lot today, bro. I know. <laughs> it's been a long day. Been a long. It's like two o'clock, bro. For you. <laughs> Man, I wasn't up at 6.30 on the, uh, on the treadmill. Yeah, you didn't get up until 8 or 9. Exactly. <laughs> I, can't believe he, I can't believe he built that body on a, uh, on a treadmill. The treadmill helps the stomach stay away from the food. The body comes from a whole lot of food. <laughs> right? <laughs> Actually, uh, Danny, how many, how many shops do you have? Three. Three. Okay, so... And you talked about leases, and I think that this is a conversation that's never, ever, ever talked about. So what do you, what do you look for in a lease, or what do you avoid in a lease, or how do you negotiate your lease to be like, this has to be successful for my business, not necessarily the landlord's business? Or is, is that even a fair uh, argument? No, nah, it's a fair argument. Number one, you got to read the shit. Like, we were just talking yeah, about- but hold on, man. It's written in Latin and stuff, man. You can barely understand uh, it. Google Maps, something, bro. Translate the shit. Figure something out. You're just going to sign something and not know right. what the hell you're signing? I just had this conversation with somebody. I'm not talking about the brand or the spot, but it was a brand that's a well-known brand opened up a shop out here in Chicago, and I know a well-known shop owner that lost one of his best barbers to this brand because it was the new cool place. The guy signed the cease and desist letter or whatever the hell. Place was only open for eight months. They closed. He had to work 20 miles away from this place because he signed a letter that oh. he couldn't compete within 20 miles. You dumbass, you let this guy do this to you, bro? <laughs> Legally, he can't work in 20 miles for 10 years because he didn't read the damn agreement, bro. It's a lease, my man. You're locking in for 10 years. Read the shit. If not, give it to a lawyer and pay him 500 bucks. If you don't want to do it, pay somebody to do it. If not... You're balling backwards. You can't do anything blind. Know what the hell you're agreeing to. So number one, is it 3% every year? Is it 6% every year? Is it 8? It's a big ass difference, bro. And then after 10, what happens? I need to know this today. Not wait for year nine. Or if you don't have it locked in after the 10th year, year eight or nine, start talking about it. Hey, I'm ready to lock in another 10. Can we do something? Now you're going to see what type of ball your landlord wants to play with you. Are they going to screw you or are they going to let you live a little bit? Now you got two years grace period to figure the shit out. Don't wait three months before your lease is up and then they kick you the fuck out and then you got to figure out what you're doing tomorrow. 
You're going to lose all your barbers, lose your investment, lose your business because you didn't think about the future, bro. Once again, a lot of it becomes age. If you're 30, you got to sign a 10-year lease. All right, your lease is over at 40. What are you doing at 40? I'm telling you right now, I want to retire at 45. And it's still not that easy, and I work hard. But the key is, if you're not understanding what you're doing in five years, 10 years, 20 years, then you're going to get shot in the foot by the time you get to that spot, bro. So think for, the, think for 10, but imagine 20 or 30. What are you going to do then, you know? So you really got to look at all that stuff. And try to be cool with landlords, but not all landlords are great. I had a real bad situation with my third location a couple years ago. I uh, got it, beautiful place, locked in a crazy lease, 10-year lease, no increase, space was what? like 2,200 square feet. Yeah, it was like unheard of. Like, I didn't even need it. I just wanted it. Like, drove by this shit like, we're doing this. Called my partner, bro, come here, meet me. He's like, what is this? This is Clippers 3. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is it, bro. But the problem is I need your manager. Your manager is the most responsible person we got, and I need him. And I know he's your right-hand man, so what do I do? I let all of them eat. It was enough space to let my partner buy in, let my manager buy in, and me buy in. So we had a big-ass space that pumped, and we made a lot of money in five, six years until the landlord passed away. A new landlord took over, and the shit got funky, where he knew I was locked into a nice lease. So he started creating issues for me, bro. And I had a real bad sewage problem in the building, and it smelled disgusting in there, bro. And I kept going back and forth with him, going to court and all types of shit. It cost me less to fix the problem than it was doing legal to problems. Fight for it, yeah. So I ended up paying $3,000 out of my pocket just to fix the sewage. Then that route didn't get me out. He tried to uh, give me a, a court notice for sending my, my lease in, sending my rent in late. Meanwhile, I'm sending this guy the rent on time, but he's not cashing my checks. He didn't cash my checks for like four or five months. I do all my bookkeeping from all, bro, I do all my bookkeeping. I write every, every <laughs> bill sure. out. I do all my accounting. I do everything by myself, bro. I don't have a secretary. No girl does this shit. I do it, bro. I control everything because I'm just compulsive like that. I need to know where every dollar is at all times. I control it. Let me control it, bro. I know what I'm doing. Trust me. And it works. Right. So I'm watching this guy do this and effed up situation. He sends us a court notice that my partner never saw. Mm. So we get a sheriff's notice that we got to leave in three days. He calls me in a panic. Like, bro, how did you let this happen, bro? I told you what this guy was trying to do. I already knew he wasn't cashing our checks. Something's fishy here, bro. So he tried to say I wasn't sending him any money. Meanwhile, I got the money in the account. So that's what helped me, you know? So what do I do? Like I said, bro, if you can't do it, spend some money, get some legal help, bro. This is your business. You ready to lose it? Uh-uh. I don't lose a nothing, bro. And nobody going to debo me out of shit. You want to play ball, my brother? I got some money to play. Let's go. You're not doing that to me, my man. And sure enough, he didn't. I got a lawyer, spent some money, went to court, and he couldn't do nothing, bro. All the money that I owe you is in my account. Here's pictures of my $15,000 floor. Here's pictures of my $10,000 sign. I was here for six years, never had a problem. How all of a sudden you come into the picture and there's a problem? I won. He got mad. Started doing other shit to me. It got to a point where it was consuming me. Yeah. And it was draining me. I'd be at a hair show like this and get a phone call that would destroy my aura, bro. I'm about to hop on stage and I'm, ugh, I didn't need to hear this right now. Right. So the stress didn't value the money. And I told the landlord, you know what, bro? I'm going to stay here for four months. I'm not giving you shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm leaving. You win. You got me. 
but I'm not paying you for four months. I'm gonna leave when I'm ready to leave. I stayed for six months. <laughs> 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 and I left. So I made my money back, bro. You know, you wanna play ball, we could play, bro. But he he got it. So these are the things you gotta understand happen too. These are stories nobody hears. I don't post none of this shit on Instagram. So they don't right. see all the bad stuff. They see all the good stuff. But when you're dealing with so many businesses and so many things, you're going to deal with trial and error, bro. It's all about how you handle it, though. And I handled it. And whatever. Time sucked. But <laughs> new location, better spot, a little more expensive, smaller space. But it works. And I'm it good. works. Yeah. We tell people all the time, you know, especially on Instagram and other social media outlets, you always see people up here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You they don't always... post the bad stuff. They only post the good stuff. But they're yeah. lying half the time when they're posting the good stuff. That's why we love the podcast and bring people in because then they, they tell the realness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, mad respect, brother. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I said, bro, it's not many like me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, wish, I wish I knew about you when I was... 20, 25, well, well you'd have been, been 15, or I had somebody <laughs> like you in my life, like when I was about 20, 25, <laughs> right? <laughs> the sad part is I got so many people around me, bro, and they don't even take advantage of it, my man, you know? More people that I see less benefit off it more than people I see every day. Well, you know what, though? I mean, there's, there's psychology to that, because even when we started the podcast, like, I'm gonna try not to name drop, but but anyway, the, the, we've been able to reach more people outside. The closer people are to you, the harder they are to reach. You know what I mean? Like 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 people that we've worked with before, people that we whatever. One, they're I, harder to reach, and two, they don't support you as much locally. It's just so unfortunate. Like I could throw a class in Jersey and nobody will come. I'll throw a class anywhere else and I'll pack the shit. Right? Because it's just. It's, it's a weird scenario. Like, people like to see you do good, but never better than them, you know? Right. And when you're doing Different so good, they don't want to add to it. And I'm very, very, very humble when it comes to a lot of that stuff. And I don't post a lot of stuff that I do, a lot of stuff that I own, a lot of stuff that I go. Right. Because you get the two favorite phrases. Must be nice, and you're so lucky. But this shit I just told you in the last half an hour is hard work, bro. So once in a while, I deserve certain things. I know I do. So I treat myself, but I don't share it with the world because they hate when I do it. Right. It's so unfortunate, bro. So keep your, your glories to yourself and show them what you want to show them. Don't show them everything, bro. People don't like to see you happy. Mm. Or driving something expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so what you drive to the airport in? Uber. <laughs> I want an Uber in that car. <laughs> My man. It is weird. Like, I, I can't quite figure it out. We've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, but like, we even have a former boss that we've been begging. To. We've had a list since day one of the podcast. Like, this is who we want to talk to. This is who we want to talk to. This is who we want to talk to. And we have a former boss who we absolutely adore, you know, and like, in like, in a mentoring ship kind of way. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't reach him, man. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's it's weird. And it's not anything jealousy or whatever. It's just, it's really weird to Sometimes to to it's more people. so of, like, say, my kids. I could yell at my kids or even my barbers. I could tell them so much shit. And it's like, it goes in one ear out the other. You, coming from somewhere they've never seen, tell them the same shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I've been telling you this shit for years, bro. Welcome but to parenthood. You're just too close to them. For them to understand it. Right. It takes a stranger or outsider sometimes to come in for them to acknowledge it. And like I said, it's like children, bro. I could tell my children this over and over, but I'm their dad. 
But as soon as somebody else tells them, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, you know, that's funny to bring it's that. Human I, nature, bro. I, I coached my daughter uh, in sports. And, like, we would talk about the same thing for two years. And then another coach would come in and tell her the same thing. And then she got, then she would get it. You know, whatever and, it is. And that's exactly what that is, bro. That's exactly, that's what, exactly what that is at a different caliper when it's, like, he's so close to you. It's just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But if some, I called him, yo, let's do a podcast. He'd be like, yeah, hey, great. Let's like, do it. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know yeah. you guys. You hit me out of nowhere. Like, fuck it. Let's go. You know what I mean? Right. I'm ready. I'll do yeah. it. You know? But I'm just different. Right. That's cool, though. Um, but, oh, I was going to say, so as she got older and got uh, was a better athlete, we I would bring coaches in on purpose to be like, okay, you need to coach. Actually, when, when, when I was coaching her team, I removed myself completely from coaching her because it wasn't going to benefit her yeah, if, she, if yeah, she wasn't getting to, it. Sometimes you got to just step away, bro. You know, but that's even like, that's why a lot of barbershop owners hire me to come in and talk to their crew. I'll come in there. And, You're the success addict, bro. But I'll come in there and tell them that talk, that talk, bro. And they're like, holy shit, they're ready to go. And it's like, I'll just ignite something in them. Meanwhile, their mm -hmm. boss has probably been telling the same shit, just different. Right. I right. came in there and yelled at them and they <laughs> heard me, bro. You know? And it's them. unfortunate. It's like, like I said, like my kids, I can tell my son one thing, tell him again, tell him a gun. Then when I make them hear me, then it's like, oh, shit. Like, bro, I shouldn't have to yell at you, bro. I just told you three times. Now you heard me, right? Now you got it done. I shouldn't have to get to that. But unfortunately, you got to make people hear you at times. It works. Right. Hey, how are you, um, like those people that actually like left the, left the barbershop, would, mm -hmm. uh, would, are you welcoming to bring them back or, or, or once you're done, you're done? It depends on how they left. And funny scenario, but I don't care because I don't like this guy no more. Real good friend of mine. Hey, man, I don't sugarcoat shit. He used to be a real good friend of mine. We started cutting hair together in a barbershop. Uh, he got fired in front of me, not in a good way, pretty embarrassing. And I felt bad, so what did I do? I plugged him with a guy that I plugged with the barbershop. Like, it was a friend of mine's aunt that was selling the barbershop right up the street, offered it to me, super cheap, nice space, but I didn't want it. I was only 20, 21. I didn't need it. Mm -hmm. I liked my boss. I liked my job. Offered it to him. So I plugged him with the space. So he got the space, opened up a space right up the block. So I threw him the alley-oop at the shop, and then I threw the other guy the alley-oop to go work with him. Went to go work with him. Worked with him for years. From that period of time, I left that shop, opened up my first one, left that one, reopened the first one, bigger place, left that one, opened up my second one. So this is maybe seven years later. He reaches out to me and says, hey, this guy's trying to sell me the shop for X amount of dollars. So what are you waiting for? If I wanted to be a jerk or a competitor, I'd be like, don't do it. As a friend, I said, do it. And this is how you do it. And I gave him the blueprint for dummies of how to do it. <laughs> and he followed everything. What thing he did do that you don't do is reach out to one of my employees to come work for you after I just did all that shit for mm. you, bro. And guess what? People like me. People respect me. And when people know somebody's trying to burn me, they tell me. And they told me. So I caught it before it happened. And I approached it and cursed him the hell out and told him to go screw himself. Good luck with your business. And I fired the lady that he hired. Meanwhile, I had she was the cheapest rent in the shop. I took care of her. So I was taking care of you and take care of you. And you both try to burn me? You know what? Y'all meant for each other. Your last day Saturday. What? He's not ready to open. Well, I'm ready to fill your chair. You got to go. And I let her go. She only lasted with him for four months because she didn't like the way he ran the shop. She works at FedEx now. His shop lasted two years. Who he came to beg a job for? Me. Right before COVID, I had new rules, new regulations. He didn't like it. Go screw yourself. He left. 
Little did I know he's been bashing me for the last three years to all my employees and, and clients, and they couldn't tell me because he worked for me. Like, really, bro? This is what I get? Like, but it happens, bro. It happens. Yeah. Certain people are going to burn you. Certain people ain't. But there's other guys that left, and they burned me. But no hot feelings, man. I'm blessed, bro. You want to give me some hey, more man. money? You can come back. <laughs> come on, bro. I got to cheer for you, bro. No hot feelings. Like, you're the one that's got to look me in the face every day. Like, right. I'm still here, man. You know what I mean? Like, I smile every day at you. You come back. You want to work here. <laughs> I'm going to throw a pillar at you. I, I haven't forgot. That third, just that third pillar we were talking Time about. Time management, bro. Uh, I was going to say discipline. That's in there, too. That's one of them. But time management. Oh, we got to four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a clock on my arm, bro. Tatted with no dial on it. Because time is one of the most valuable things you ever have in your life, bro. You're going to chase it. You'll never get it back. And you're going to waste it if you're not using it wisely. I stare at my watch all day. Time is everything for me. Like I said, the way my agenda is today, the whole day, I'm like, what time is it? 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 So when I tatted it on me, I didn't want a time on me, bro. Because I'm, I'm tired of staring at the time. But time is valuable because you're wasting it on people. And just as simple as I mentioned earlier, if your appointment's at 9 o'clock, bro, and you're walking in at 9, 20, 9, 30, you're not respecting this guy. You don't give a shit about him. And you think he's going to sit there and keep waiting and keep dealing with and keep waiting and keep dealing. Like, I'm literally cutting all these clients that these barbers are doing that to. Because they know I'm there, bro. I'm there all the time. I don't waste their time. They don't waste my time. They pay me for my time. How the hell you lost a client to me and I charge more than you? He's willing to pay me more because I don't waste his time, bro. But time mm. is valuable in everything that you do, my man. Like, right now, you're like, we got 45 minutes, an hour. You're going to run through this hour real fast, bro. You're not going to give a shit about that. And it's going to be worth the time, bro. There's nothing more valuable than time, my man. That's why time management is very important. But it's also the time that you use. Like people, I don't got time. Oh, you got time. You're just wasting it. How long are you on Instagram per day? Do you guys have that thing on your Instagram where it tells you how long you've been on it? I have one that it gives me an alarm. If I'm on it for an hour, it goes off. That means I've been on this shit too long. I'm wasting an hour of my day, bro. You only got 23 left. And if you're sleeping for eight, so that's nine. So how much time you really got, bro? That's why you don't got time to do shit because you're wasting time. I don't sleep eight hours. I don't know too many successful people that sleep, bro. Mm. If you're sleeping all day, you ain't getting shit done. I heard a quote that Ooh. said, uh, 530 hours, the millionaire hour. It is. It's only the millionaires. It is because we're the only ones that are up, bro. Ain't nobody calling my phone. Nobody's texting me. I'm answering emails. I'm creating PowerPoints. I'm setting up my day. I'm setting up posts. I'm, I'm good, bro. What time do you get up? 530. On an alarm? No, not anymore. I don't need it. My passion wakes me up, pimping. I think it's a, there's a motivational speaker in Detroit. I want to say his name is Eric Thomas, maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he says that he, ha he hasn't used an alarm clock in 35 years. You don't need to, bro, if that's what you got. Don't get me wrong. There'll be times I wake up at like 535, 545. Maybe six. Do you beat yourself up when you're up at 535? You're like, damn it. No, but I'll be mad when I'm up at six. Yeah. It's half an hour I need, bro. I need that time. I need that time because I already have my whole shit set up of what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And that and goes to this, this, to this next pillar that if you read the definition, how he, he has on discipline, mm -hmm. it's solid. Because it, discipline doesn't teach you to succeed, but learn to fail. That's the truth. That's not. Yeah. Like I said, if you're, if you're not setting the plan, you're planning to fail. Simple as meal prepping, bro. I meal prep all the time. Like, 
I go home on a Monday night, on a Sunday, whatever, and I cook for like at least three, four, five days because I'm busy. And when I'm busy, sometimes I got five, 10 minutes to eat. So I know exactly what I'm going to eat. I know exactly how long it's going to take me to eat it. I can go right to now, now you're busy. I got a pizzeria across the street. What you going to do when you got time? Eat a slice or two? Eat some bullshit all day, every day, because you don't got time to prep for yourself? You come first, bro. That's the time that you got to make for yourself. In the morning, when I go to the gym, every morning, that's the me time. That time that I dedicate to cook my food, that's the me food, bro. I take care of me. I need to be healthy. If I'm not healthy, I don't care how much money I got. I'm going to lose my last dollar trying to make myself healthy, bro. So health is what creates wealth. And what we put in our bodies is very important. It's how we react. As we know we eat a bunch of pasta, you're ready to go to sleep. You eat a big-ass meal, I want to go to sleep. The other day, I had a contractor gut in my um, basement because I got water down there. I'm in Jersey. My shit got fucked up. And he watched me eat like a real small meal. I had a couple pieces of chicken and rice. He's like, that's all you eat? How you get big like that eating like that? Because I eat like this six times a day, bro. That's why I eat like this. I only need five minutes to eat it because if you got a big plate, you need a half an hour to eat that. And then you need another <laughs> half an hour to recoup from the shit. I need to eat enough. You're supposed to live to eat, not eat to live. Right? Mm. So I have enough to nourish me, to get me full enough to go back to work and keep pumping. And in three more hours, I'm going to go right back to that shit again. Three more hours, I'll go right back to it again. And you got to have something small so it's quick and easy and it's effective, bro. And once again, I set my plan. Well, we can see that. I've been doing it all my life, bro. It's a lifestyle. People try to do it for the summertime, man. You know what I mean? And that's the right. problem. People are like, yo, I need, to get, I need to get in shape for the summer. Like, why don't you get in shape for your life? Why the summer? What you going to do after the summer? Go back out of shape? Like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? And that's the key, bro, just having that. That genuine mindset all the time. Like, there's no trying to be a success addict two days out of the week, bro. That don't work like that. It's seven days a week. Like, I travel. I'm in these hotel gyms. I don't care. I'm doing something, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. But I have to. It's for me. You know? And it's, it's true. And that's my biggest discipline. Wow. Mm. And, it, and it makes sense. And it's true. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely 100%. There's no, like, yeah. there's no other person that does that and is not effective. Right, right. Every person that does that has a success story from it. Right. There's no doubt. None. That's pretty cool. So what, um, trying to figure out how to word this. When, when you have negative talk, when you're in your own head a little bit, whether it's imposter syndrome, whether it's whatever it is. I get it. What's your self-talk? Because we all do it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what's your self-talk or what's, going back to discipline, what's your discipline to be like, Danny, this isn't fair, or, you know, what's your self-talk to kind of get you out of that? I learned from an old friend of mine a long time ago, older guy. He said, whenever you're going through something, think about how bad other people got it, and your shit ain't that bad. It's a bump in the road. We all deal with shit, but how bad is your shit? There's other people got it way worse than you. But that's physical stuff, but, like, the mental stuff. The mental stuff when you wake up and you're not feeling like, you're just feeling insecure, imposter, whatever that negative talk is in your head, where do you, um, how do you kind of, like, how do you kind of stop it and move on from it? Like I said, the gym really helps me a lot with that, bro. Calms like, the demons? Yeah, truly. For me, personally, it does a lot. And then when I'm at the gym, if I'm on the treadmill, I'll go on YouTube and punch in motivation. I'll punch in success stories. I'll David punch Goggins. in whatever, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm getting, like, I don't watch or listen to anything that's going to put me in a bad mindset because it's just going to make that situation worse, bro. So if you're in a bad mindset, look for something positive to watch, to read, to listen to, and it'll change that for me, you know? But... If you're miserable or you're negative and you're attacking it and drinking on top of it, and you're just going to make it worse, bro. It's a concoction of disaster. So yeah. when you're in a negative mindset, fine. You need to know your, your, your happy ways. 
You need to know what makes you happy. Like working out makes me happy. I'm, it's, right. it gives me a different aura. Going out to eat and having a good dinner makes me happy. You know what I mean? So I know my trigger points of what I need to do to get that negative shit out of my mind. Am I, do I have bad days? Of course. I'm human, bro. There's no way I can have a positive day every day. Right. But it's like when it rains three days in a row. The fourth day when that sun comes out, that shit feels so much better. It makes you appreciate that sun, bro, because you only had it in a couple of days. So it's mm-hmm. common. Yeah, that- just like the weather, bro. Just got to deal with it. Come with it. Go with it. That's it. I mean, it's like in the hard thing, certainly the, hard, the things that I challenge with is like, it's not just bad thoughts, right? It, it's, it's a whole bad aura, right? And it's actually capturing and being like, oh, I'm in a negative space. But sometimes I can take days. Yeah. And sometimes I can take days to be like, oh, my head's not right. And then, and then it's really hard then to have the conversation and be like, I've got to stop this and move forward. You know, so what are you doing when you're having those situations or those days? Well, well, again, again, I think, I think, I think, like, like with sobriety, is admitting you have a problem, right? Admitting right. that that yeah, you're yeah. in a bad headspace, and then and then how to move on from that. I mean, you can't do anything until you've identified that 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 you've been in a bad headspace, whether that's the last ten years of your life, whether that's the last six months of your life, or whether that's today or the last six hours. You know, but once you can identify, like. I'm in a bad headspace. Now we've got to start doing, whether it's working out, which, which I think is universal, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think it's universal. I mean, look at The Rock, right? Like, I think it's universal that, that, that that's, I mean, I think it's chemistry, honestly. I think it's an endorphin rush. I think it's an endorphin. Yeah. You know, it lifts 100%. your endorphins to make you but feel better. But even that, like, with, say, the pandemic, a lot of people weren't working out. They're home drinking by, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. They're eating everything that's in the kitchen cabinets. They're not getting a haircut. You know what I mean? So now you're in a bad mindset, and then look at yourself in the mirror. Right. That shit just turned way worse. So now you felt like shit. Now you look like shit, and now that shit is just another concoction of disaster. Get your ass up. Go do something. So now, shit, I lost, like, 10 pounds. It's going to help your aura, bro. Yeah. Go get a haircut. Go get a shave. It's going to help the way you look, bro. I talk about it in my class all the time. People ask me what I do for a living. I make people look good and feel good every day. That's what I do. People walk in, head down. They walk out, head up. D, you're going to make me go out. I didn't make you do shit. I did my job. Give you a good haircut, make you look good and feel good. But that made you change your aura. Sure. Now you're, you're happy. You're feeling yourself. You like yourself. The swag, little stuff. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. Yeah. So there's no person in this world that could say... If they're in physical shape and they got a good haircut, they got a nice outfit, look in the mirror, that don't make you happy, bro. Of course it does. You could be miserable than a motherfucker, but if you look good and feel good, bro, that shit changes it a little bit. But if you're miserable and then everything else is going along with the miserableness, is no, that's going to be a hard rock to turn, bro. Because you're just adding to it and just making more and more things more and more negative and more reason to be miserable, bro. You got, you got to take control of that. You. You. Not just in the house eating bonbons all day. Like, this is going to make me happy. Temporarily, it should taste good. It's going to feel good for the moment. Then you wake up feeling like shit, looking like shit, and do that shit over and over and over. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And then it's going to be a harder problem to fix. Get 10 pounds, easy to lose. Gain 50, it's going to take you a whole year. Well, well, right. I mean, You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You got to know when to catch yourself, bro. You Certain people don't know when to catch themselves. They fall and keep falling and keep falling and then find excuses why they keep falling and find excuses why they're doing it. Once again, you're creating these bad habits. You're creating these excuses. You're responsible for yourself, your actions, and how you handle your day and your time. Mm. And that's what's going to manage how you feel. Boom. Danny, man, I loved you before this. I love you a lot now. Although you scared the shit out of me. I'm scared, bro. I'm a nice guy, man. Well, you might be a nice guy, but you should have seen the way you were coming at us across the table, man. I got a little nervous, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Don't let the tattoos and beer fool you. I'm a nice guy, man. I know. We're all nice guys. I can't wait for this book, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a good one, bro. It's gonna be a good one.
All right. Oh, man. Well, you know, when you're ready to promote it, you know, uh, j- gotcha. no, uh, hit us that. up and uh, jump back home with us because we'd, we'd love yeah. to talk about no, it. That'd be awesome. I like that you a lot. Gonna, it, yeah, when it comes out, then we can jump on and, and talk about all 10 and, and push it out. Cause yeah, it, that's what know. I mean. Like, I don't want to give them all the sauce yet. I got yeah. to give them a little taste, but then <laughs> when I hit them with it, they'll, they'll appreciate it. That's awesome. No, that's good, man. It's really yeah, good. We appreciate you, brother. Thank hey, you man, so thank much. Thank you for man. having me, man. It's just fun. So, like I said, so, I can do this for hours. Before we do wrap up, how can people find you, find your coaching? How, how do they just, you know, just know everything about you? Well, you could just Google me, Danny Amorim. A-M-O-R-I-M is my last name. I got tons of stuff on YouTube, Facebook. Even if it's not under my own page, I got stuff under Modern Salon pages and this Clippers pages, Gibbs pages. So if I've ever been in a video, all that stuff pops up. My Instagram is success addict, all one word. I have a mentorship program going on. So all this I was just talking about, if you need this in your life, I can help you with it. I normally take on five people every three months, coach them through their three months, give them goals that they got to reach and stay on top of them and make sure they reach them. And then after those three months, try to get them where they need to be. And if they need another three, we can lock in another three. But normally those three months really help them, bro. And like I said, I'm on top of you. I'm making sure you're in the gym every day. I'm making sure you're watching what you're doing, your time management, you're this, you're that. And it helps, bro. And that stuff like that helps me, you know, like, and it keeps me on top of my shit. Cause now I can't tell you to stay healthy and I'm not. I can't tell you to be on time, and I'm not. I can't sit here and preach some shit to you that I'm not doing, bro. So um, that actually helps me be more responsible for myself, you know? So it's, it helps others, and it helps me stay on point, bro. Like, even my son, my, you got to see my son. He's about to be 18 in three weeks. He's big kid. Oh, dude, too, we bro. saw him. Oh, you yeah, see him. We, we, I, was like, yeah. I was like, that's the biggest soccer player I've ever seen he's in my 17, life. 17, bro. Wow. 17. You be trucking these kids. But it, you are what you create, bro. These kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're a video game dude, your son's going to be a video game dude, bro. If you're lazy, your son's going to be lazy. I've been fit all my life. So it made my son kind of like, there's no way I'm going to not be like my dad, you know? And my son is literally a success addict in training, bro. Look, he, I didn't make him create his Instagram name, Success Addict Junior. That's what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? And that's awesome to even see that, bro, and watch that bounce off me like that. And that's my son. You know what I mean? So... It's possible, bro. Look, my son followed it. You know what I mean? He's going to be good, bro. Real good. You know, but you got to discipline yourself. But once again, you just feel free to follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Success Addict. DM me. Uh, all my information and contact me is there. There's no such thing as a dumb question than the one that you don't ask. Uh, if I don't follow you and you're private, it might take me a couple of days because sometimes it takes me a couple of days to go through all those because sometimes I get all those weird, let yeah. me enhance your page. Sure, yeah, I decided yeah, to get yeah, all those yeah. fake blue checks. I'm good, bro. All these <laughs> fake blue checks. I, don't need, I need the real checks. I need the green checks. You can keep those blue ones. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Like, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We could do this shit for hours and hours. We, I got tons we, to talk about. But I, I, think, I think we will. I think we're going to keep bringing you back, Dan. Hey, I'm all for it, man. So when's the book coming out? I'm trying to have it before the end of the year. When's I'm, it trying? Come on, come on, Mr. Goldsetter. When's again, it going to be bro, out? Time management, gonna my be brother. Out? I'm trying to finish a chapter on this three-hour flight as I get there. Bro. I'm trying to manage it all. I'm on like chapter six. But the problem is I'm just like a perfectionist. So like I'll do something. If I don't touch it in a little while, I'll go back to it yeah, and you got to. adjust it. Because I went through something or I did something. Like even I had started it during, I started it before the pandemic. And then the pandemic kind of like made me slow down well, we're really glad that you, uh, you, you haven't slowed down, um, you know, for the industry. I think I, I, I'm really happy to say, or, dude, it's really cool. I think the industry needs you, you know. And, and sometimes I need to hear that, bro. Like, and I've had people reach out to me like, do you good, bro? Like, yeah, I'm great. Wow. He's like, oh, man, we need you, man. We need you. And I'm like, all right. I know y'all needed me, man. Sometimes I need the reminder. Because sometimes, you know, I'm doing so much. I feel like it goes overseen or overlooked. And if it's not acknowledged, it's like, I'm not trying to do it for no reason. Like, I'm actually giving effort to try to help people. 
Without getting a dollar, bro. I'm just sharing the blessings. Well, man. that's the value, right? Yeah. You got to give the blessings to get them, bro. That's the only way they come, man. That's you know? awesome. You got to give to receive. Yeah, a thousand percent. thousand percent. Danny, thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you, man. This was fun. Thank you for joining us on your day off. Although Danny doesn't have a day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends. Give us a rating and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.